just do a walk around essentially? Yeah, went to the went to the dealer's room, went to the video game room. I think I sat in two or three panels. Went to come up a few of like the the photo op things. Who was there? All the cosplayers. In terms of like personality. Oh, did they do? Oh, I'm I'm thinking of Comic Con actually. I was I, thinking of they had no, anyone. No, no. I I phrased it. I phrased it wrong, but essentially, like, they do uh, cosplay meetups. So if you're all dressed mm. up in the same series, they all kind of show up at the same place and take pictures together. Gotcha. Did you get any good pictures? Not really. Okay. Is that the shirt that you wore? Yeah. That is a good shirt. That where where uh, where did you get that shirt? I don't remember. I honestly do not remember. I know I ordered it online, but I can't remember from where. That is a pretty fantastic shirt. Well, enough about shirts. Enough about Anime Boston. Welcome, everyone, to the Pass Control Podcast, a show where a couple of best friends talk about the latest in video games and nerd culture. Sometimes we have guests. Sometimes we talk about Garfield too much. Either way, we have a new episode for you each and every week. As always, I'm your host, Brennan Groom, and joining me on this lovely... Don't know what day it is. What day is it? Saturday? Saturday. Uh, this lovely s- Saturday evening is the anime senpai himself straight out of Anime Boston 2022, Mr. Michael Lazier. Mike, how are you doing this evening? Yeah, you know, I, I like how um, you said we talk about Garfield too much and didn't elaborate on it. So anyone's listening is just fucking like, when were they talking about Garfield? I was uh, going to bring that up too. You got to tune into the fucking pre-show. What, I mean, what do you want? What do you want from me? We also didn't talk about it in the pre-show. Yeah, but they don't need to. <laughs> they weren't there. They have no idea. If you're not watching this live or you're not watching this later on YouTube, Mike is wearing a Garfield shirt, which also you can't fully see because of the way the camera has Mike's name below his his screen. So if you want to just like lift a little bit, Mike, give people, give the people what they want. There it is, baby. All right, and then you're good. You're good. Get the, the nice button. shot. Uh, it says spaghetti. It says spaghetti. lasagna. Neon Genesis lasagna. Gellion. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyways, Mike, how are you doing? Well, yeah, fine. Whatever. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. <laughs> also joining us this evening is the, not the Disney daddy, the Fortnite father, Todd Gary. Shit's getting scary. Todd, how are you doing tonight? No, I'm good. Good. It's all good for is Todd roboting for anyone else, or am I? Am I lagging? Smidge, What's going on? Okay, it's Todd. All right. As long as it's Todd and okay, that's fine. Oh, okay, I was gonna say I've noticed it, but well, because I don't want there to be issues with the whole thing. If there's just issue with Todd, it's yeah, yeah. that's fine. Um, professional production over here, and then rounding us out tonight is the the uh, Disney daddy, and also the Fortnite father, uh, <laughs> Dominic Forty. Dom, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. You know, this is like a month in a row where Dom's fucking doing well, and you love to hear it. You really fucking love to hear it. Thriving. I was going to pretend I was having connection issues, but I didn't want to talk for long enough to make it seem like I was <laughs> yeah. having connection issues. So. Fair, fair, yeah, that's fair. The, that's a bit to commit to, and like no one wants that. So before we get into this evening's episode, a little upfront: if you didn't look at what the name of this episode is when it popped up on your podcast feed, or wherever else you're listening to this, we are uh, in a PTC Movie Club episode, and we're going to talk about the movie Moonlight. So if you haven't watched Moonlight, or you haven't watched Moonlight yet, 
and you want to listen to us talk about it, this is your last. Oh, chance. I thought we were watching Moon Knight. So it's funny. Bro. A lot of the time when I was typing in Moonlight to like pull up like you know facts and other things I'm looking for, it kept even if I typed in Moonlight and even if the results were giving me Moonlight, it would be like Moonlight. You know, box office, Marvel. I'm like, who thinks that Moon Knight is called Moonlight? What is going on? Uh, anyways, so we're going to talk about the movie Moonlight. Close enough. The Barry Jenkins A24 film. Uh, so if you haven't watched that and you don't want us to spoil that for you, this is your chance to kindly go listen to something else or press pause on this episode and come back to it at a later time. Uh, but even before we do that, couple of housekeeping things. This episode, of course, sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty from the Salem, Massachusetts area or the North Shore of Massachusetts on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Want yourself something hot, something tasty, something sweet, something fresh out of the oven. Head on down to One Washington Square. Get yourself a delicious fatty. And if you don't know what a fatty is, check them out on social media at Goodnight Fatty and educate yourself on these tasty, tasty treats. Mike, did you get cookies yet? Because one of them is fucking s'mores this week. I did not get cookies yet. That might be a today thing maybe it'll be a tomorrow thing Who yeah knows? i know one is s'mores i think one is is a crunch bar related item and then i don't know what the third one is forget but i do like myself a s'mores cookie so i might have to might have to throw an order in before the night is over but check them out at social media and if you head down let them know past controller sent you um because this is a PTC movie club, it was my pick. That means that Dom is up next for the month of June. Dom, do you know yeah, let's go. what your movie is? I do. I'll be yes. doing a. Uh, I'll be doing a second movie for this month as well. Oh, <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Let's let's reveal those at the end of the episode. Let's okay. let's string them along. We'll we'll reveal Dom's June picks for the end at the end of this episode. Um, we also do have to, at some point, unless this is what you're talking about, we do have to watch The Godfather. So that's a that's an aside. Yeah, probably not a June thing. Okay, that's fair. Um, I'm nervous. Are we, is Dom making us watch High School Musical Part One and Part Two? I, I don't know why I think there's two of those movies. Are there two of them? There's three of them. There's three oh, of them. Oh Plus dear. The Plus the television series. Well, well, we're not. We're not. All right. Anyways, uh, we're, school, <laughs> which of course is High School the Musical, the musical, the series. That's what it's called. High school, the musical. High school, high school musical, musical, the musical, the, musical, the series. The series. Well, the series. Yeah. Come on now. Is this a Kingdom Hearts game? Why is it named that? It could what be if, in Kingdom Hearts. Well, I was gonna say, what if they put my school? Might be. High school musical. There you bigger, go. The answer to Brian's previous musical. question. Yeah. Which which franchise we want? Yeah. We want high school. We want musical. Tom Bolton. Mike really wants Sharpay want to fucking want dunk a, on somebody. We want a Wildcat Keyblade. Wildcat Keyblade. It kind of does roll off the tongue, I'm not going to lie. This is sounding sicker and sicker. It's uh, it's too OP, though. It's like a secret world. There should be secret worlds in Kingdom Hearts. Maybe there are. I don't know. Anyways, uh, we're here to talk about Moonlight. Um, But before we get into it, as we always start things off with these episodes, uh, with a budget of a cool four mil, where do we think this did? In the box office, a cool four mil. Wow. So I believe this earlier be- I had looked at this year in the Oscars, and Moonlight won Best Director. Supporting, support. It won Best Movie. It was the one they messed up. I think on. it won, it won Best, best Movie. Yeah, yeah that was the one that they said La La Land. 
no, no, if La La Land. They both won. I think La La Land won Best Musical, like, musical musical comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they won Best Drama. Um, I believe of all time. time. Interesting. Or at least to that point. I don't know what's one since, but... I, I mean, with a budget so of four should, million, it could, yeah, it can. So that should it give us a, whatever. Yeah, I was so gonna I say, tw- I was gonna say twelve million. That's what I'm going. That's not a bad guess. I might yeah. even, God's I, I might even go under that. Wow. I was gonna say, I was thinking of saying eight, but I, I, I was like, it was eight, eight or twelve. I think, eight, I think eight's where I'm gonna go. So this is the the way we do it. It's not Price is Right. It's whoever's closest. So you know we get eight, we got twelve. Mike, where are you where are you hopping in, Mike? Where are you hopping in? Um, eight oh one, Bob. Middle. Split the diff. <laughs> I should split the diff. I'm gonna go crazy. I'm gonna say twenty. Wow! Okay. Wow! Okay. Wow! Mike, Damn. now if you were if you were a a, a smart man, Mike, what you mm-hmm. would have done was just go a dollar over Todd. Because that yeah, would have given that would that would have given you given you uh, you know the closest over if it was over Todd's pick. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it doesn't matter because you fucking slam dunked that shit in. This got just over sixty five mil worldwide. So I meant hey, really? to look. Yes. Wow. wow. Um, I'm actually shocked get, at that. I don't yeah, know did what it, the, did I, it get a re. So that's what I was gonna say. I don't know. Yeah, this looks like it. How long do movies typically stay in theaters? How many months? Um, I think it depends. Three or four, and then the Oscars, they generally bring them back for Oscar season, depending on when they were released. Because it looks like, at least according to scrolling through Box Office Mojo, that this, this, it released in October of 2016, and it ran until May 4th, 2017, which makes me think that it must have, it must have taking a break at some point, but because of its Oscar popularity must have came back and made a, a second run. Um, I'm not really sure what, what, what they do in these scenarios with, uh, you know, these types of Oscar movies, if they put them in for a long period of time afterwards. Um, but looking at the, like the dates here, I don't see a week where it skips and has like no sales. Like it looks like it just runs straight through. So I, I don't know. When are, when are the Oscars normally in January? Uh, like February, March, I want to say. Yeah. So maybe it was running, maybe it was just running in select theaters in January or something. And then when the Oscars hit, it kind of bumped it back out. I have no idea, but October to May seems like a long time for most movies, not just, you know, a more, uh, I don't know. Is this an art house film, Todd? Is this what you would describe this as? Yeah. And so, we, you, did you say it grossed twenty seven point nine in the United States, and like the rest of it was I, overseas? I didn't say that. Oh, so I guess that oh. could have been that. It could have been a split. It could have been like a. It released here yeah. first, and then it maybe it got a wide release internationally. Yeah, I think that's, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Longer, but yeah, domestically it did twenty seven, and then internationally it did thirty seven. So, just over sixty five worldwide. So. We have that. Um, but as Dom had alluded to, this is a movie with uh, tons of nominations and, and some awards under its belt. Uh, obviously, there was the the whole, it won Best Picture, but I don't know what happened that night. I don't know if they, they read it wrong or they were handed the wrong card, think, but they I read La La Land. 
Steve Harvey went up there and he read it wrong or something like that, and it was like a whole ordeal. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Miss America thing or whatever. Miss yes. America thing. Uh, I think. I don't know yeah. who read it wrong. Who read it wrong? I can't remember. It was two very old people. Yeah, it was like I a, think it might have said runner. I remember the, the audience was like dead silent. Like, I remember you could almost hear like an "Oh my god!" Like, like when they realized they like said the wrong movie. Yeah, which La La Land, another great movie. Um, so I'm just looking at this now. So it originally played in four theaters, with an open with a limited release. Then a month later, it opened to 650 theaters. Then in February, it opened to 1,014 theaters. Then after the Oscars, it opened to 1,564 theaters. Interesting. So yeah, so we had like a gradual release. Um, yeah. I don't know when like film festival type, like I don't know when when in the year Canes takes place. Like I don't know if this was like a Sundance film or a Canes film festival thing or something. You know what I mean? Like I I don't know that much about that. So I don't know if like it was released in a small reason because it was like one of those types of movies and then it just kind of i think like anything took, under a24's belt momentum like, a24 has like a lot of power with like marketing and everything else so um, Even back in 2016 though yeah probably i mean i can check whatever there's a lot of movies that were coming out when did, it was uh, like when did I'll a24 check. start turning into like the 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 thing that you love um i don't know they did like Let's a lot a24 like 24 films film so Warren Beatty was handed a duplicate envelope of Emma Stone's oh, was Warren uh, Beatty, supporting yeah. actress. That's right. And it, it had her name, but it also said La La Land. Like, La La Land. He didn't so make sense of it. Yeah. La La Land. Yeah. All right. So I'm, I'm going to pull up. I'm on A24's website right now. I mean, none of these movies sound familiar to me, but I'm just going to read them. 2013 looks like their first film, A Glimpse Inside the Mind of Charles Swan 3. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Ginger and Rosa. Spring Breakers. Spring Breakers. Oh, okay, that I mean, we didn't, Spring Breakers the one with with uh with my brother. Fucking Riff Raff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My brother. Um The Bling Ring, The Spectacular Now, Enemy Bling Under Ring the Skin. Was the Bling was something that we know, yeah. yeah Enemy it, was the one it with was uh, about a real story him. about like People breaking into I mean, no, 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 people's houses, right? Enemy looks like it has your boy in it, Todd. Jake Gyllenhaal. And it's yeah, directed yeah, by Dennis Villanueva. How come yeah, you haven't yeah. picked that movie yet? How come you haven't picked that Bling Ring was directed by Sofia Coppola. Yeah. And then uh, Locke, was, Locke was a huge movie in 2014. It was a one with uh, uh, Hardy. Yeah. Yeah. So, but like, is that when A24... Like, when did A24... I feel like there's this... At least according to you, there's like this R around A24. It's like they don't make bad movies. So like, when did that hit? hit? I don't know. I guess for you personally, though. probably. For, I mean, not for me. After that, so it'd be after that. I would, I would say, uh, Ex Machina and on is when it started really taking off. Like anything okay. after Ex Machina, like uh, where is it? Um, well, not Wit, Annihilation. I don't think the Witch, Green Room, um, Swiss Army Man. Um, Moonlight, yeah. Room. Uh, yeah. Oh, is, Room. is is the witch yep. the girl from Queen's Yes. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Okay. You wouldn't like that movie though, if you don't like her. I mean, same, I'm, same I'm just looking at these stills for these movies yeah. when I highlight it's them. It's a great I, movie. Yeah. I don't think I'm gonna like most of these movies. No. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, especially that one. People love like Lobster. Is that actually a good movie or no? Mm-hmm. 
I want to watch it. It's weird. It's weird. Um, it's from the same guy who did uh, another movie. It, it's like the same kind of style. Oh, I don't want to say anything about it, though, because I'll spoil it probably. Do you think from 2016 on is when... Yeah, I mean, Spring Breakers got positive reviews, and the director of Spring Breakers is the guy who directed Kids. Um, yeah, so he's like a... Movies. I'm no, like, like he's like. A, like there's that, a there's an RR on A24 now where it's like they yeah. all of their movies are very like people are hyped up for them. Yeah, Harmony Corinne, I think that's who directed Spring Breakers. He did Kids. He like he's like a very he's like one of the original like indie movie directors. So like I don't know if he has any backing the A24. I'm like because I'm curious about some of these first directors that like actually did movies for them. Yeah. Uh. Anyways, Jonah Hill directed a movie for them. It's so good, man. It's like it's one of the movies I've almost really? picked. Uh, Mid nineties, I think it's called. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. It's oh, like, isn't that a skateboarding of, movie? Yeah. Yes, there's oh, a bunch yeah. of movies here that I meant to watch. Like just going through the titles, like oh yeah, I meant to watch that. Like highly recommend I that just movie, keep man. It's, it's like I, it like blew me away at how good it was. I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so going back to the award conversation. Uh, it won Best Picture in 2016. Uh, it also won, excuse me, it won Best Performance by an Actor in a Supporting Role from Mahershala, Mahershala Ali. Uh, best Performance, it was nominated for Best Performance by an Actress in a Supporting Role for Naomi Harris, which I, I actually should look to see who else was in that category because I feel like his mother was like, I feel like actually most of the acting in the movie was very, very, very good. Um, I think the acting was one of the best parts of the movie. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she, I think she plays her role in the film like incredibly well. Uh, so I'm, I'm just curious who she was up against in that category because I think she should have won. Um, best achievement in directing. Uh, nominee for Barry Jenkins. These are all nom- nominations. Best achievement in cinematography, James Laxon, which I again also think that like there are scenes in this movie that are just like beautifully shot. And I think pretty much all of it between like it, between like it, lighting it, and like and like even when he's in the water, the way the camera was. Um, yeah, there's just so many scenes. I, yeah, it, yeah, the lighting is great too. Like the way the use of color in this movie is really cool. Mm-hmm. I kind of like one for fences, by the way. Okay. Um, I never saw that, but I think people did like that movie. Uh, or at least they like Viola, Viola Davis. Um, which, I mean, I, it's irrelevant. Anyways, uh, Best Achievement in Film Editing, and then Best Achievements in Music Written for Motion Pictures. Uh, and then, it, you know, we, we don't have to go down the whole list of awards, but it was nominated for some BAFTAs. Uh, it won... Mahershala Ali won a Screen Actors Guild Award for it. It was nominated for some other things there, and then a bunch of other award show nominations and wins. Um, but I I pulled up Barry Jenkins because I don't think I've seen other Barry Jenkins films. Has have any of you guys? He has one seen other. Any? He only has one other. If Beale that you've seen? Talk. No, I think that's oh, like Beale he only Street. has one other movie. Oh, that he was a director on. Yeah. 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 I got you. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking at his IMDb now. Some of these things were producer roles or, or other credits. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm curious then as to why he, is he working on anything currently? Probably. I would assume so. And this movie was a while ago, right? It would be announced. Flint 2016. Strong. Um, but, oh, but he's not the director. 
before we get into the to the nitty gritty of the film itself, what do we think this got as a tomato meter and an audience score? High nineties. In both? I don't think I guarantee you this didn't jive with audiences. I'm gonna say like seventy five, eight, mm, seventy, seventy five. I still think it'll hit eighties. What are you saying for tomato Todd? Tomato Toddy. Just touch down in tomato town. I feel like uh, ninety eight. So Todd's saying ninety eight tomato, and you're saying eighty eighty for audience? Is that what you're saying? But did I say eighty? I said seventy. Just no, there Seven. Just give me the two numbers, baby. Give me the two numbers. Hit me with it. Um, yeah, maybe? 98 and what? Yeah. 98 and 70. 98 and 70. Dom? Yep. You said high 90s. But yeah, probably. I would mean, I would probably go 98 or 97. And then, okay. like, I don't know, 80. Okay. Mike? 85. 85. Or, okay. Yeah. Mike, where you landed? Um, 90, like 92 for Critic and... Maybe 85 for audience. Okay, okay. You guys were all kind of hovering around it. No one really nailed it. I guess Todd might be the overall closest. It got a 98 tomato and a 79 audience. Uh, Dom, I mean, Dom was closest audience because you said, what, Mike, 85? What was the audience again? I said 85 for audience. Audi- audience was 79. Okay. Um. So, yeah, you know, 98. That, this might be the highest tomato score we've we've had so far 98 i don't think anything else was what was critic wise i said probably yeah uh unless it was ex machina let me see what ex machina was i forget uh 92 yeah so this is probably the highest i don't think anything else we've watched has been higher than 98 or even 98 i don't think oh mission impossible 6 duh bang how excited are you for the new? Uh, what's the, what's the what's the name of of six? It's Rogue Nation. Uh, the one Protocol. I had you guys watch was one of them. <laughs> I don't remember which one we watched. Uh, it was, was either Ghost Ge- Protocol was or Jeremy or... Renner in it. Oh, he looks like he's in a lot of them. I don't even no, remember him like being in the movie. He's only All right, like well, he, well, he's in I... Ghost Protocol and Rogue Nation. So yeah, it's one of those uh, two. I... <laughs> I think we. I think I did uh, Ghost Nation with you guys. Let me double check. Well, those are that that's you just the, took. The, you just took the titles. Yeah. Like, we, the there we go. Uh, let me look up. I think, I think it might have been Ghost Protocol. Did, uh, no, Rogue Nation. Rogue, no, it was Rogue Protocol. There it is. Uh, well, if it was Rogue Nation, Rogue Nation has a ninety-four and an eighty-seven. That's pretty fucking high. Yeah, people like these movies. I mean, is it fair to say like is do Mission Impossible movies now do better than James Bond movies? Probably. It's like, yeah. Probably? Wow. Anyways, yeah. that's, a, that's a different conversation for a different episode. Um, so we got the things out of the way that we wanted to get out of the way. Uh, overall, this was everyone's first time watching this movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just as like a blanket kind of uh, general thoughts and feelings, what did everyone think about it? Did everyone like the movie? Yeah, it was decent. It was fine. 
Okay, some hesitancy with Mike. Mike's not, not Mike's not on board. Mike's not feeling it. Mike Mike said Brennan's picks are trash. Uh, I think it took me too long to figure out to figure the movie out. I guess you didn't, you don't like the twist. The the twist really threw me when <laughs> I forgot Mahasha Ali was not a main character and was dead by the end of the first act. Uh, yeah, one. That was that was also something I was going to bring up is that like when I went into this knowing that Mahershala Ali had won an Oscar for it. So when yeah. he was dead like 10 minutes into the movie, I was like, I don't know what this movie's about. I mean, right, it, right. it was more than 10 minutes, but I also agree. It was, it was really early. It was in the first act. Yeah. First uh, act. Oh, I'm sorry. 20 minutes. No, it, the movie, the movie, I would say the, the, the like chapter one or whatever you want to call it, the the little part of the movie because uh, it's broken up into three sections. I, it was probably, the movie was, what, two hours long? Yeah, about. like an hour and 50 minutes. I, I would think. say the first arc was probably at least 30 to 40 minutes, as I feel like the middle arc was the sh- shortest, or maybe the last yeah, arc probably. was the shortest. Uh, maybe, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I agree, and I, I think Todd, because Todd and I were talking about this earlier, I think he's also in the same boat. We were, I think we, we, it's easy to say all of us were surprised that Mahershala Ali was not in the movie for a long time, uh, especially it because it was just kind of like a throwaway at one point. Like they were like, "Yeah, Juan's just dead." Yeah, yeah, right. I was like, "Wait, what?" Was... <laughs> well, so I'm dying on screen or anything. He's just dead. So yeah. I think I think there's a reason to that, and I the if it's if it is the reason or it's, it's the way that I'm interpreting the movie, I. I like I wanted more of Mahershala Ali's character because a I think Mahershala Ali is a great actor, but I also thought that his character was really compelling and obviously like really important to Chiron. Um, so after I watched the movie and I was like, you know, thinking about it and kind of like dissecting it and like revisiting certain scenes and like just kind of you know letting it settle for a little bit and thinking about it a little bit. Um, I feel like this movie is obviously very clearly told through Chiron's perspective, even when you're getting other people's problems or other people's story, it's still only really seen through his eyes. And it's only really seen through maybe what matters to him. And I'm not saying that Juan dying didn't matter to him, but I feel like, I'd have to look back now, but I think the last time that you see that you see Sharon with Juan is when they're at the table when he asks and him. he asks him, you know, about about the F word and he asks him like how he would know if he's gay. And then when he flat out asks him if he deals drugs. Uh I think that might be the last time they're together. Um which if you like kind of dissect the movie through that lens of like everything you're seeing is how Chiron specifically is affected by it. I think it's an interesting way to show and tell the story. I, I don't know. I appreciated it. Yeah. It's wild. Cause you actually think you actually think that like, he's, he's like, Oh, this is like a really good dude, but he's like the reason the mom's fucking the way she is, you know? Yeah. Well, that's the thing is I, I feel like the movie like it does a good job of showing a lot of the things that are at play here. Like obviously he's 
lives in a rough area. Obviously, he, you know, seemingly lives in poverty. He, you don't know. I don't think he ever says what happens to his dad or where his dad is. Um, I don't think that ever comes up in the movie. But you can see him struggling with, obviously, his sexuality. Obviously being, you know, picked on for seemingly that and, you know, maybe other reasons because he appears, you know, skinnier. So maybe he's weaker. So, you know, the other people are picking on him throughout the film. Um, his mom clearly has addiction problems, but you get presented with those problems, but it's through how it affects him and not her. Like you're not getting scenes of her really. You're mostly getting scenes of her interactions with Sharon. There is the one scene which I think is important to the overall story where her and Mahershala are one, uh, are confront confronted a second time because he sees her not knowingly out at the spot where I don't know his guy is dealing drugs or whatever. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm just talking in a loop now. But yeah, I think we can all agree that we were all taken by surprise when Mahershala was seemingly gone 20, 30 minutes into the movie. Especially because I felt like, and maybe it's because he won an award and I didn't know too much about the film. Um, like, I don't know what you guys all knew about the movie going into it, but all I really knew about the movie was that I thought and thought correctly that the movie was about, like, a a black man growing up and, like, dissecting his sexuality or whatever. That that's I like all I knew about the movie. I knew that it was it, it was a it was a movie about his sexuality, um, which I think there's a lot more here than just that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. So overall, overall thoughts. Mike's kind of just it was okay. What about you guys? I thought it was a really good movie. <laughs> it's just I like it was it was a character study, and I. I'm not a huge fan of character studies, so okay. Only character comedy. I like character studies. I like got bored. Not that I got bored with it, but I like found myself being like, I could be doing something else right now. Wow. But then, but then, like, I'd like see a scene and I'd be like, oh shit, that's like, like really impressive cinematography. Like, I love the like the lighting in the scene. Yeah. That like, just like it would like, the movie would draw me back in, but not the plot, I guess. Okay. I don't know if that makes sense, but like I could like I could appreciate that like this was a really good movie. I just like wasn't on I wasn't along for the story, I guess. Okay. And like not that I don't appreciate the story, it's just like I just am not a huge fan of character studies, I guess. Fair. Oh, what about you? Um yeah, I, I'm kind of on Dom's level a little bit. I liked it. Um I, I like I thought the acting was great. Um I don't know. I don't. I don't know what it was. To be honest with you, I, I, I the jumping up the time gaps kind of threw me off a little bit. Um, I wasn't expecting anything like that. I honestly thought at the end of this movie that Siron was gonna shoot the dude. Like I literally thought. This I consider that as well. I consider that as well. Because he changed his whole who he was, and that was the only guy he ever been with. And I thought he was going to kill him after that to just like be like this new person. And I was like, if this goes this, and I was very glad it didn't go that way though, because I was like, oh, yeah. okay, this is a much better ending. You know, I was like, see, I disagree. I, I, I feel like 
I feel like the movie, like, I don't think that Chiron ever changed who he was. I think that the whole movie is somebody who doesn't know who he is, or maybe he knows who he is, but is not a fr- is doesn't feel comfortable with anyone in his life showing who he actually is. So like in the, in the first arc, he's quiet. He doesn't talk to anybody. He even doesn't talk to Juan, even though he feels like he can trust Juan. Like he keeps going back to their house. He feel I forget what, uh, Janelle Mosin, Monet's character's name is, but, uh, like he goes back, uh, Teresa, maybe, uh, yeah. Teresa, yeah. Teresa. um, and Teresa st- stays, stays present throughout each arc. I think, I don't think she shows up in the third arc, but she is mentioned. Um, by the mother and by... By Kevin, Kevin I think. Kevin, I think Kevin I think gets, also yeah. brings her up. Kevin, yeah. Gets, yeah. Kevin gets his number that way. Yes. Oh, uh, yes, yes. So, like, she's present still. It's obviously someone that he he trusts or wants to confide in. But I think that's the thing, is, like, you look at, in the first arc, he's trying to open up to Juan and Teresa, but for whatever reason, you know, he leaves that scene because he feels like he's not in a place where he, you know, is fully can be himself or maybe he doesn't know who he is. He's, he's young. Maybe he doesn't know who he fully is. Uh, and that's just not about, maybe not necessarily about just sexuality. It's also just about, he just doesn't maybe know who he is. And then even when he goes back to Teresa's house in the second arc, and he stays there for the night. They're making the bed. And it seems like he wants to talk to her. But he still can't. You know what I mean? Like it seems like he wants to talk about who he is. Or trust someone. And he just can't. Um, and I think the first time you see him. Try to trust someone. And being reciprocated with what might be something he can feel comfortable with is, I mean, there are moments like that with Juan, but I don't think it ever, I think once it gets to the table conversation, that changes. And then obviously he, he dies at some point. But in the second arc, when he is on the beach with Kevin, before they, you know, are intimate together physically, they, I think it's the first time you get to see uh, Sharon be intimate intellectually and not feel like he is doesn't belong because he talks about crying he asks Kevin if he cries like they talk about how the breeze off of the ocean he's like sometimes you can feel this down by in our neighborhood like once in a while when you do everything just stops and like like that I like that scene a lot like the the that line of dialogue um because it, I think it was the first time that someone, maybe at least what they showed in the film, the first time that someone spoke to Chiron and he actually felt it and resonated with it. And it wasn't like someone bullying him or his mom treating him the way she does and all this stuff. Because that's the other thing is like he doesn't even feel any love at home, seemingly. He hates his mother. There's some reconciliation in the third arc, but he kind of just is always alone he never feels like himself until the moments with kevin in the second arc and the moments with kevin at the end but even at at the end even with kevin in the third arc i feel like it is still a there are a lot of barriers to get through before you get to that final scene 
where he's holding him again. Are they doing do what they did on the beach? Who knows? But it's irrelevant because I think it's he feels like himself again. He feels safe. He feels like he can trust somebody. I don't know. I don't know how we got to this point. I don't know what we were talking about before. I don't know. I was going to bring up. So was the the last scene we see him with Juan is at the table where he like asks him. So. Yeah. Yeah. Is the scene before that the one at the beach? Uh, I don't know if that's what is directly before it, but, but I think that, is that takes the place scene before. With Juan before that. Like, is that the last time we see Juan before the? I think so. The, yeah. Yeah. So, well, just, just thinking about it. So that's the he, last time we see Juan with Sharon, because after that, that Juan. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so my thought is that Sharon opens up to Juan, not like like talks to him, but he like, he's like, yeah, like I want to learn how to swim. Mm-hmm. He's like, like go, like it almost seems like he's like, like physically trusting him. Like, yes, mm-hmm. you're going to teach me how to swim. And I, like, you're not going to let me drown. And then the next scene after that, he's, he feels betrayed by him where he knows that he's selling his mother drugs. Like mm-hmm. that. He's the reason that his home life is a mess. He's bad. Yeah. Act two they have the moment at the beach with Kevin. And then the next time we see them is Kevin beating the shit out of him. Like he yeah. feels betrayed by Kevin after yes. he had just get, it's almost like anytime he like trusts somebody the next time he mm-hmm. is with that person, they betray him. That I yeah. think that's what makes the third act. Like it takes him longer to like reopen up to Kevin. Yeah. And it like really takes like him being at the house, like, like, yeah, I'm not, like, I'm not who I, like, want to be, like, mm-hmm. it, it takes Kevin saying, like, yeah, I'm comfortable the way I am, like. Yeah. I, I need to, I need to look for it. I'm pretty sure in each act, at least one person asks him who he is. I think they specifically say, who is you, Sharon? And he never answers them. I think the only time he gives an answer is at the end of the movie when they're in Kevin's kitchen and Kevin's like, who is you, Sharon? And then he starts to talk about the stuff they talk about at the end. Um, I will say, too, it's, I don't know if this was, like, apparent. Like, I don't know if this was just, like, abundantly apparent or if it was just something that was there and you maybe had to kind of catch it or not catch it, but clearly the beach is, like, a, a, like, a milestone for his, like, I feel like the beach, like, plays a huge role in pivotal growth moments for, for Sharon, because the beach is where, uh, you know, they, him and, him and Juan open up together. The beach is where him and Kevin have their moment together. The beach is where they go back at the end because Kevin lives near the beach. And he looks down at the beach because he knows that the beach in the water means something to him. Um, and I do like when Juan is teaching him how to swim, there's a scene, there's like a shot where he's like having him lay out flat. He's like, I got you. Like, and he's like holding his head. And it feels like because the, to me, like because the beach is so important to Sharon, like in these pivotal scenes, it's almost like kind of like 
ritualistic in a way that scene where it's like he's being baptized at the beach like the beach is that water is like symbolize a symbol for his life um and i appreciated that when the scene first opened i was like oh is he like baptizing him into like his life almost like yes like i'm taking you away from your mother like you're gonna be baptized like like in my life yeah yeah it did it did seem like that to me as well yeah it was uh i i a lot of the shots in this movie are really good. One, Some of the other things I noticed a lot that I really enjoyed was, like, it doesn't happen too frequently where it's, like, just part of the film in an, in an annoying way. But it happens in certain scenes where it'll be two people having a conversation, usually Sharon and somebody, and the shot will be a close-up of the person's face, but it is not them talking. It's almost like you're watching the person... Like, they're talking, but the scene being shown is, like, just them looking at the other person. So, like, it'll be Sharon talking, and it won't... It'll be, like, a close-up shot of Sharon's face, but he's not talking in the scene. He's just talking over that scene um, while they're having the active conversation. And it... I don't know. Every time they did that, it was only a few times, it felt like it was showing you the person's... I don't know. It, it felt like it slowed down the moment somehow in a weird way and like showed you the person's reactions and like feeling it in a different type of way. I don't know. It was, I never seen that in a movie. It was really I, not weird. I enjoyed it. I just don't know how to explain it, I guess. I don't know if anyone else knows what I'm talking about. I can find a scene later and clip it. I, and send I it don't to remember those scenes. I don't either, yeah. Um, I do like that. Uh, like the, the, the scenes where he is like haunted by his life and haunted by his past, like in his dreams. And th- I think those scenes are really like kind of poignant with the cinematography and like the way, like one of the scenes that they show more than once is when his mother is in the hallway and it's another scene with fantastic lighting. It's like a dark hallway. The room like, she's like, has like, like a red like light. The, yeah. She's like the devil, man. It's like fucking like the, yeah. Red yeah. like it's like, yes. Yeah, like, it's like very, a movie very movie. good. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and she's just like, you know, don't look at me or what I think is what she says in the scene. But the first, well, the first one was her oh, calling yeah. him the F word. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But they, but they, it's not, it's muted, right? You There's don't no hear. Audio. Yeah. You don't okay. hear. Yeah. yeah. The okay. scene, I think yeah. the scene after that is him going to yeah, the, the table. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I um, like when he like asked when, he, when he's at the table though, when he asks him what the F word is and he's like, uh, you don't let them call you that. You decide what you are. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. have the choice. Yeah. It, that, was, yeah. that was a great thing. Yeah, I, it, it does stink. I, I mean, like, I like the movie a lot. So I I don't... It would have been a different movie if Juan was in the movie further. I think because Juan clearly understood that this is... Juan clearly understood because they had conversations about it too directly, but Juan clearly understands that, like, there are racial issues, and Sharon has to deal with that growing up. They're in a bad area. He has to deal with those problems. And he's, through Juan's perspective, potentially gay. So, like, that's another thing that he has to deal with. And... I think he also understands very clearly that Juan doesn't, ha- uh, Sharon doesn't have a father figure 
or a father that we know of. So I think he understands the importance of like being a strong male figure for him. And then when he like, that was the thing that was interesting to me about the first arc was that like the first arc is a lot about Juan trying to help Chiron and Juan trying to like teach him things and like show him things and a lot of Chiron not talking and a lot of Chiron just like absorbing or trying to understand or trying to figure out. And it's a lot of the scenes with them. Juan is clearly in control, but not in like a negative way. It's like, he takes him to eat. Like he, he follows him into the, like the abandoned house where the kids are chasing him. And you know, he gives him the option to come with him. But like at the end of the day, he's coming with him. Like he, he he's gonna make sure he comes with them. Takes him to eat. He takes the food away at one point because he's not answering any questions. But he still gives the food back because he's like not gonna actually take the food away. It's like not that he's controlling, but like he's trying to have some sort of authority to like get him to open up and talk or whatever. And it's that end scene of the first arc where they're at the table, where that whole dynamic is flipped, where. Chiron takes the lead. He's asking the questions. He's controlling the conversation. And then he just chooses to leave. Uh, and I thought that was like an important, like defining thing for Chiron to be like, I need to take control of myself in whatever way I can. Um, I don't know. I will say there are definitely moments where the movie was slow. Like I didn't think the movie was too long. And I, I didn't get I didn't really get bored with the movie at all because uh, I was very intrigued with where it was going um, and kind of wanted to see how it was playing out. I the end arc when they're in the diner for a long time, kind of similar to where you and Mike both Todd and Mike both thought that uh, I didn't think it was I was, gonna, it was I didn't think that was definitely going to happen, but I was like oh yeah. Like, it's, and I figured it was like, you know, you, you can never tell with A24 movies if they're just going to go completely yeah. fucking dark. Yeah. So I was kind of like, usually, he's an alien. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, it's usually like, like the last like 10 minutes too of a movie that like all this psycho was, was Sorry to Bother You in A24 film? Yeah. No, actually, I don't think that was. I don't think so. Um, Seems that, like a movie though. That whole diner scene. I was, there was part of me that was like, is the conclusion to this movie someone else from Chiron's past gonna show up at this diner and kill him? Like, is that what's gonna happen? Because there was a couple of times. I was thinking he was gonna get killed too. Yeah. Yeah. There was a couple times they focused on the door, and I was like, who's coming in the door? Well, they focused on the door, and they also focused on the, remember, he always told him to sit facing the door. So I was like, Felt like there was gonna be oh, something. Yeah, he didn't sit facing the door. Yeah, he? he was like sitting at the counter, like waiting to talk to this. I was like, oh man, where's this going? But then they I, sat yeah. in a booth. Then they sat yeah. in a booth after, and he was facing yeah. the door. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think they were showing the door because it was like him, like debating on if he should leave or not. Uh. Okay. All right. That makes sense. That um. Makes sense. There was something I was gonna say about the third act. Yeah, I don't know. There was there was a few times where I feel like there was like long like there was long periods where the camera would just hold on a character and nothing happened and I was like mm-hmm. I I don't know what's happening. I like <laughs> this need, like now I need this to pick up. Like what what are we doing here? Yeah. 
But like at the same time, like I, I, I get what you're saying. Cause I felt that way at some points too, but also like after the fact and being done with it, I appreciate some of those just like long, like scenes. I don't know. They're just like artfully shot. Most yeah. of them. Um, I li- like, I liked too. I feel like a lot of the shots were like not traditional shots. Listen, you like to, when you they're need ra- to go back and watch <laughs> hereditary. Cause like, there's a lot of no, artistic shots in that movie though. Like I listen, I, yes, the, there was <laughs> girl's head gets chopped off. Um, but no, between like when she's working on her little house and like, you know, stuff like that, and, you know, yeah. um, the goat, I, I did, uh, like there's a couple different times where they're riding in cars and it's like, it's like interesting camera placements in those car scenes. Like, it's not just like a normal, what you'd expect for like a normal car scene. Um, for a conversation. But yeah, I mean, I don't really have much negative to say about the film. I really, like, I think this, I think out of all the movies we've watched, I think this might actually be now be the movie that I like the most that we've watched out of all the movies. Oh, of course it is. You fucking picked it. What do you expect? <laughs> um, I, I, I think I told you, it's like one of those movies I'd probably never want to watch again, I, but which doesn't mean it's a bad movie, yeah. but it's just something I'd probably ever watch again. I, 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 I could see really, my... I think it's a really good movie. I yeah. just, it's it like is not a movie that catches my attention. So yeah, I, no, I like, get have that. No reason to go back to it. I get that. Um, I mean, I probably wouldn't watch it again either. I maybe would watch it again like years from now when I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah. Like, you know what? I'll watch this again. But like, I, I mean, I also don't really watch many movies a second time anyway. So and there was no Bing Bang Boom popcorn in the the, the any scene. So you know, what are you gonna do? Um. I feel like you haven't said much, Mike. This movie just didn't touch you in any ways, or? I was thinking about how at some point I thought to myself, I think after I watched it, which was, I think I finished it last night, or was it this morning? No, I don't remember. We but all just fucking like, watched these movies like the day before. We all have a problem. Not usually. No, I, I watched usually. it earlier in the week. <laughs> uh, but essentially what it came down to was I was thinking to myself, am I going to think about this movie after we talk about it? And there's a good chance I won't. I think I will forget about this. Okay. Not that it's bad. It's just that I don't think I care that much. Okay. All right. I mean, that's valid. Everyone's it's a character allowed to have that. Yeah. It's character piece. It was interesting. And it, it definitely, you know, shown some light into like a perspective. I don't think I ever thought about before or considered. And it was just, it was interesting in that regard, but I don't think I'll think about it again. Well, that's what that's like when I, I see a movie like this and I start thinking about this and I'm like, holy shit, there's so many people that have to go through this fucking shit and like deal with these lives. And you don't like it's not something you're always thinking about. So I do think it's like, you know, good to see something like that to like be like, holy shit, like knock you right back down to earth and be like, oh, OK, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I, I appreciate it a lot, a lot about this movie. It's definitely something I, I like want i want to think about it more because i want to kind of dissect it more because I, I just i liked i liked the presentation of the movie i like the cinematography i like the the like everything we've talked about positively like the the lighting like the just the I just, sound I, design it's i keep on seeing so much fucking negative shit with schools though and i'm like as my kids get older i'm like fuck i don't want my kids to go to school you know you just yeah. see like, like the bullying and shit like i'm like oh god don't go to school to stay young Oh, please. I was super hyped when the kid, when Sharon with the chair, yes, like, fuck yeah. with the chair, I was, I was like, like so what's he going to do? He's going to fight him? 
Yes, you going to punch him? Oh, no, picked, you're just going to get a chair. As soon as he picked up the chair, I was like, oh, this is going to be like a dream sequence, right? And then he got arrested, right. and I was like, uh, when's this dream sequence ending? <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird uh, thing. This is like a weird daydream. That was definitely, that scene was like, I was expecting him to go in there and just like fight him, not to pick up a chair and fucking bash right. it over his head. Yeah, that's um, great. <laughs> they just, they, <laughs> the camera would go back to him just laying on the floor completely unconscious. Out. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, he's done. Oh, he's sleeping, boy. He's sleeping. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was really good. I, I liked, like, I think all the actors that played Sharon were great. Like, even, yeah. even like, like, the young kid where, like, he didn't say yeah, much. Yeah. I feel like he was just really good at, like... Yeah. His facial expressions and stuff. Yes. Good. Yeah. yeah, like, very good. And Middle Sharon is the one that plays... Riza, I think, in the Wu Tang show. Oh, that makes sense. He looks like he would play ODB too, kind of. If he like grew out his hair. And then I, the the adult Chiron, like black version Chiron, I he could definitely do a fifty biopic. That's there what Jensen said. I was, like, I was like, wow, this guy looks a lot like fifty. Uh, he's he's that's, playing that's Mike Tyson. He's too. playing Mike Tyson is in he? Uh, the biopic, he? and he he was in the new Predator movie, the one with um. When, the one that was terrible from the guy who directed Iron Man 3, Shane Black. The one with Adrian Brody in it? Oh, no, no. The, no, the newest no. one. The newest yeah, the one. newest one. It was so bad. I meant to look with, that uh, up, actually. The um, one with... Um, uh, uh, what is his name? Uh, the guy from Tropic Kylan Thunder. Kylan Kyle Peel or whatever the guy's name is. Peel or... Oh, he was in that, too? He was in it, too, Wasn't, yeah. Um, Danny McBride? Yeah, I... Wasn't Danny McBride in it? No, he was in. You're thinking of uh, the second Aliens Prometheus movie. He was okay, like the okay. pilot in that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm trying to. The the actor that played third act Kevin, he looked really familiar, but I, I don't know from what. Uh, I can't find him on IMDb. Were they 16 Weird. in the third act, or or is it after that? No, he would have been old. All okay, older than sixteen. Uh, let's see. Kevin, age nine. Kevin, age sixteen. Kevin, just Kevin. Uh, uh, Andre Holland. He was in Moonlight, Selma, Forty Two. Forty Two is the Jackie Robinson movie. Yeah, I I didn't see any of those. I don't know. I may have just seen his face somewhere or something because he looked familiar. Um. Someone was going to say something. Someone said, Oh, I was just going to say, like, you were looking up actors. I, like, had looked up the IMDb page for it, like, while I was watching it because I, like, kept saying, like, Oh, that person looks familiar. Like, do I know him from anywhere? Mm. So I did that. And then, like, I went to the Wikipedia page because I, like, was having trouble, like, like you just did. Like, it would say, like, Kevin, age nine, Kevin, like, so I was like, All right, let me see if I can find this better, like, in a better format. So I went to Wikipedia and the actors are all in a different, like, order. Oh, because no. like the actors, like all, it feels like, like obviously this is a movie about Chiron, so like the other actors are just like all background characters essentially. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. obviously, like some of them have more like defined roles in his life, but like you could just kind of like throw them all, the rest of them at a wall, like yeah. Fuck, yeah. I don't know. I I really liked it. That was a good movie. It's a really good movie. I, that was just a good movie. Like, obviously, it's a, it's a, I mean, 
none of us can speak to the the dealing with your own sexuality conversation and and if that is a good portrayal of of that you know growing up um there are other aspects that i think we none of us can relate to with like drugs and stuff like that um so i'm wondering if those things are more poignant to people that have had those backgrounds or have those those you know kind of touch touchstones in their own life um but i just thought as somebody who doesn't have those things to personally pull from i thought it was it represented those things in meaningful ways and through the lens of someone who was you know growing up trying to deal with all those things yeah like todd said like it was eye opening yeah like, having that perspective like But any other final thoughts on Moonlight? Or I guess here, here I'm, I am curious to see what everyone thinks about this because I have my thoughts on it. But the movie wraps up in a way where he's got seemingly, hopefully, a lot more life to live. But I would, you, I think you, I could, I have an argument for the movie is resolved, but. I feel like you could also make an argument for there wasn't a resolution or wasn't, uh, you know, I, I could see someone having an issue with the ending, but I personally, the way I interpreted the ending, I think it makes sense to me, but I don't know if anyone has thoughts on how the movie ends because it ends very abruptly. Yeah. I'm just, used uh, to that yeah, I was going to yeah, say, I never, <laughs> right. I never considered that. There's more to tell, especially because this was a movie. Um, we said a bunch of times, like it's a character piece or whatever. Like that was something that I didn't re-grasp until well past the halfway point. So like I wasn't looking for a quote-unquote resolution. Even his like reconciliation with his mother, I wasn't really expecting. It was nice to have, and then mm -hmm. for him to kind of go back to Kevin, that was nice too. So I didn't. I didn't need much more than that or expect anything else. So it ending where it did. There wasn't a plot to wrap up. Yeah. It was, it was just his the, life. It was yeah. Yeah, it was him. The movie was about him accepting who he was. And that's how the movie ended. Like him accepting like, yep, this is who I am. Like this, this is me. So. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know if there was a better way to end it. Like, just, no, that's, I, that's the end. Like he accepts who he is. I yeah I I agree with you. I, that's why I think the ending. That's what I took from the ending was that like yeah. it was he finally is, you know, comfortable accepting who he is and showing somebody at least somebody else who he is. Um, and then well, I, think I think the I think I think a lot of the movie was him being comfortable with himself. Yeah. Oh, Not for even sure. Necessarily like telling like other <clears throat> people who he is. Like I think a lot of the movie was like him like learning who he is yeah i i think at some point he does know who he is but i think it i think i think knowing who you are and feeling alone is like that's a that's a thing that transcends not just like dealing with your own specific problems or specific 
things going on, whether it's your sexuality or, you know, your, your, uh, you know, house life with your parents and, and drugs or whatever it may be. I feel like you, even if you can accept who you are or your circumstances or whatever it may be, I feel like being alone in that makes that much harder. And I feel like at the end, not only does he accept who he is, but he has at least for that moment someone to accept him, which I think is equally important to have. Because um, it, he, he, it does come up both visually and in certain dialogue moments where, again, like he feels somewhat comfortable with Juan and Teresa in Act 1, but it it doesn't pan out. He feels comfortable enough with Teresa to like seek shelter and comfort in a meal, but still doesn't fully, you know, express things. Um, and then when he goes to jail or wherever, wherever, whatever happened after he got pulled out of high school, he got sent to Atlanta or whatever. I don't know. Did they say he went to jail or went to like some sort of something when he got out or someone that was in there? was like, oh, I can set you up, you know, doing these this type of whatever. Um, it was a situation where he wasn't being himself. He was just like, he didn't know what to do. He didn't have his own thing. He didn't feel comfortable with who he was or, or having someone to confide in. So he let someone else kind of narrate the beginning of arc three for him. And then uh, Kevin reaching out kind of, I think, wakes him up. Wakes him back. I, I I thought that call was going to be his mom. Or someone saying that his mom died. That's what I assumed yeah. that call was when it came through. I was mm-hmm. like, and they they kept on like blowing her off. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, it was a good movie. I liked it a lot. Um. All right. Any other final thoughts before we wrap things up? I want to know Dom's movies now. I can't wait to see um, Hershaw Ali as Blade. I said that to Dom today. We were, we were I, just we were just talking I, about this. Yeah. I I I'm excited that they keep bringing in like you know good actors. Not that, that like the MCU struggled with bad actors before. I just think like I think they're choosing to try to bring in some you know good good actors. Like good I don't I feel like Mahersha Ali is well known. He's he's been award he's Oscar winning. He's Oscar winning, but I think he's been at least nominated for other roles too. That he's been, I feel like he has done a lot of movies that he's been at least. He's won. He won back to back, didn't he? With the Oscars, yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. He won for uh, Green Green Book or the Black Book. Yeah, 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 he did. Uh, uh, Yeah, the one Green Book. Yeah, with Viggo Mortensen, the one that people had a problem with because it was like, Yeah. yeah. It like almost romanticized slavery again. Uh, let me pull up his thing, uh, or or something like that. It like I don't know. It like romanticizes living in the South or something. I forget what it was. Yeah, I I think it it like it it from what I understand it like glossed over what was a true story and made it like a little bit less. I think I think now that I'm thinking about it, I think what it was was that it was supposed to be like they made they it's like a white knight syndrome where like yeah. the white guy is like the hero of the racist yeah. tale. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, <clears throat> the blind side. Yes. Sure. I didn't see blind side. So, uh, 
yes, he won in 2019 for the Green Book supporting role and 2017 for Moonlight. Um, he's won some Emmys and nominations for Emmys, but it looks like that's maybe his only Oscar noms, according to IMDb. But I mean, nominated twice at the Oscars, winning both times. That's a... That's some Chris. That's some Christopher pretty, Waltz shit right there. Pretty pretty locked down right there. Stuff. Kristoff. Um. Yeah. It's I like, feel like he'd be good in the MCU. Kristoff. The guy. Waltz. Christoph Waltz. That's the guy from Inglorious Bastards, right? Yeah, that's the guy that won for playing a Nazi and then won for playing like an anti-racist back to back. Yeah. Right. I mean, he 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 was fucking. I thought he was real good in Django. Yeah, he's he so won good for Django. He's, he's a good yeah. actor. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he would be real fucking good in the MCU um, as a villain. I don't know what villain, but he would be fucking good in the MCU. I think um, the thing that the MCU doing is doing right now is they're taking a lot of like award-winning actors and putting the putting them in roles, and then taking a lot of like unknown kids and yes. putting them in roles. Which, which is, I guess, that's kind of what they did at the beginning too, though, because they they brought in Robert Downey. Which was kind of a little more of a complicated thing, but that like a, they did. That was that was risky at the at the beginning. I mean, the whole thing was risky because they bet big on Hemsworth and Evans, and like they were nobodies. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But any other closing thoughts before we wrap this up? Don, what's your picks? It's not really a thought. Are we at the point? We'll do we'll do picks after what's in the box. I want to really string people along. Any any other thoughts on the movie? Or we're at, we're done with Moonlight. A lot of silence while I'm looking at my notes to see if I missed anything about the movie. Oh, I, I gestured dust down off my hands. That was really more of a visual thing, so that was my indication that I have nothing more to say. Okay. Um, well, then, without further ado, what's in the box? If you're new or this is your first time listening, you know what the what's in the box is. What's in the box is a game where we I pull three games off my shelf. The panel has to guess what that game is after I read the back of the box. First one I get, it gets the point. Right now, the leaderboard for 2022. Uh, Dom is in first with 25 points. Todd behind him with 18. Mike, though... Almost had the sweep last week, creeping up at 16 points. I got three stumps, and then for guest points, Odell has one, Ken Shepard has two, Cameron Hawkins two, and uh, Mike Toundra has one point. Without further ado, what's in the box? Uh, you need... Nah, nah, you're good. You're good. You just gotta give me... I'm the close. Most of the title. Um... Blank, 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 blank. Blank, blank. On a very magical journey. Blank, blank. And on an, on the know. island of blank. <laughs> Be greater. When a new villain threatens blank, blank, blank. Blank, blank, and blank, blank. Apostrophe S. Worlds collide. To save the city and those he loves, he must rise up and be greater. Is this the B movie game? Do you have that? Do you own it? Oh my god! Spider Man Miles with Morales. The snipe. <laughs> no, that's actually a good guess, though.
Spider-Man PS4. <laughs> oh, I, when you when you said that, Dom, I had to just stare down. I'm like, I can't look up. <laughs> the way the way the first sentence sounded, it sounded like there was yeah. like it was like a sequel. That's why I was like, okay, so, so it's got to be the second one. When a new villain threatens New York City, Peter Parker and Spider-Man's worlds collide. That's yeah. fucking bullshit. I know, I know. <laughs> I so the the whole marketing behind that game was be greater. That's why I was like, maybe this is too easy. I didn't uh, to say that. Todd gets the point. I should have just guessed Spider-Man after I said that. Right. Game number two. A blank blank video game. Become the blank and journey through an arcade dream as you break hearts on your blank at blank blank. Speed through dance battles and chase so score. I know why well, that's fine. Yeah, he got it I was gonna do it. <laughs> I was trying I was like fuck, I don't know what the blank out here. There's too many yeah. obvious things. Uh I, I waited to say it too. I was like, yeah, I'll give it a few more. Game number three we're flying through these tonight. Winner of over 80 awards. Including well, I gotta I can only reveal it on the camera. Including Game Informer Game Informer E3 2011 Best of Winner. X Play Best of E3 20. I'm assuming eleven winner. Uh wow, these are really small. Game Critic Award. E3 best of winner. Game trailers best of E3 winner. Bring us the girl. Wipe away the debt. Oh, Bioshock Infinite. Fuck, Todd <laughs> came for fucking came for these dubs tonight. Maybe you said bring wipe away the debt. That's uh, you go. I, I was Liam's like in the room right now, and I was like watching him, and I was trying to listen at the same time. And right when you said. <laughs> Bring me the girl, wipe away the dead. I'm like, oh, Bioshock. <laughs> See, I've never, I barely played this, so I didn't know how revealing that sentence would be. Maybe it's I really, I, I mean, I feel like only a diehard like me would probably get that. I don't think many people would probably. You know, it's funny. I, I was going to pull Max Payne 3 tonight just to see if I <laughs> would get it right away. <laughs> I probably would, but bust um... out one of these days. So that leaves us at Dom with twenty six, Todd with twenty, and Mike. man, I should I should have had Cyanar Wildheart too. I, I choked on that one. Damn, man, I would. I should have had Spider Man though. Yeah, yeah, right. Is, yeah. Has there been a week where someone has swept all three? I think Dom did. Dom has had to have because he's so far ahead. But that's now back to back weeks. Mike almost had the sweep last week. Todd almost had the sweep tonight. Dom, next week's got to be your week to sweep. Got to break the break the fucking no no. Uh, but before we wrap it up, Dom, your June picks for the PTC Movie Club. Uh, so next, so June is Pride Month. So for Pride oh. Month, I'll be doing Hedwig and the Angry Inch. The what? The write, what? Let me write that down because I don't even know what you just said. Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Hedwig and the Hed- Angry Witch. Hedwig. Hedwig. Okay. Hedwig. And the Angry like the Inch. Owl. What do you mean, like the owl, Mike? What does that even mean? The owl from Harry Potter. This is a Harry Potter movie? No. No. Okay. All right. And what is the... You said you were picking two movies? 
Yes. So that is the the uh, that's a, a pick for Pride Month, and then um, I will be doing um, in honor of Kenobi coming out this week. We will be watching Moulin Rouge. I, I was waiting for like Rogue One or something, but all right. Yeah. It's it's my pick is musicals. Yeah, but is Hedwig and the Angry Witch a musical? They're both inch. musicals, and it's Angry Inch. Oh, I put witch. All right, hold on. Let me change that again. Yeah, the Angry Witch isn't coming up. What is it? Inch. Hedwig <laughs> and the Angry Inch. <laughs> How do you spell Moulin Rouge? Moulin. M O U L I N R O U G. Am I going to rent two movies? Uh, no. Um, Moulin Rouge is streaming somewhere. I forgot to look to see if um, Hedwig was streaming somewhere. All right. Uh, Moulin Rouge says that it's on Hulu with a premium subscription. It's on Yo, Stars. Let's go. It's on Stars. Yeah. Uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, that also says premium subscription. Yes, let's go. I got two fucking options. All right. No, I'll figure something out. But all right, there you go. There are Dom's picks for June. You I was head, hoping Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Gonna, I was hoping he was going to pick La La Land since the whole Oscar so, fiasco. So I listened <laughs> to um, the episode that we weren't on, the one with um, Cam, and he yep. was complaining about La La Land. And I was what like, about, oh, do I do La La Land because we're doing Moonlight? Oh, La La Land is so fucking good. It's like top 10 movie. I, like, I don't like, I fucking hate musicals, like despise musicals. And I love La La Land. Uh, well, the, mu- the music's mean, so good, too. And I don't you know, like, you know the deal with, uh, with a bonus movie pick. Uh, obviously, we all have things we got to do and get done. Not everyone has to watch it. I don't think Todd was able to watch the last one we did. No, so like, no, I did. I watched. I watched the Wiz. Or the Miz. Didn't you miss that Miz? episode though? For some reason, I no, I was there. I was on that episode because we did it back to back, didn't we? We did both movies. Yeah, back to back. we did this back to back. back. Uh, well, either way, if if for some reason, I mean, I, again. Yeah, I mean, I can do the episode more. by myself if nobody wants to do it. But no, I, I'm going to watch <laughs> it. I'm 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 on on board with every episode so i'll, uh, I'll watch it and then not contribute and just listen to you do the entire thing by yourself while i sit there hedwig uh, and the angry, oh, hedwig and the angry inch is available on the canopy app like yeah giving, but i need to I feel like we're giving the canopy app some uh some yeah but i have recently. to get a new library card to use the canopy app having fun isn't hard if you've got a library card Mike. yeah we've established <laughs> that thank you arthur but i still need to go get a new library card if you go on the Canopy app, it's you can like register for one online. I'm pretty sure I, that's how I did mine. So, anyways, that's all we got for you this week. Thank you so much for listening, hanging out, watching the show live or later on YouTube. Uh, as always, you can find everything we do at PassController.io. You can follow me at Beagroom. You can follow Mike at underscore Michael Path, Todd at Toddy Score, Toddy underscore By underscore Nature, and Dom at PTC underscore One Little Spark. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. Subscribe to the show on wherever platform you listen and share it on social media. Tell a friend, get, get, get your buddies on board. And until next time.